Okay, fine. How about Brendan Rodgers? They have egos. This man's got an ego too. I just are don't you doing it. it. It's a simple question. Are you doing it? Or are you <laughs> are you somehow gonna stand up to someone that's probably then gonna say like I don't want this guy on my team if he's not gonna listen to my order? Like you, it's your decision. I'm yeah, saying you're, well, you're gonna fall down and fake cramps. I, I just don't you. think Pep's gonna ask someone to fall down six minutes into a match. <laughs> Mate, that's, that's bananas. On today's footy corner, Salah bangs a hat trick as Olay has fallen off the Rainbow Road and Koopa Troopa doesn't even want to pick him up, much less Manchester United fans. Chelsea score a touchdown and an extra point, Mason Mount was good for a field goal of those, and Watford may be on their way to historically bad levels. Sunderland's manager thinks they could beat Arsenal or Tottenham, Andrew Herrera gets robbed by a prostitute, and Kodak Black grabs his mom's ass. Along with the typical nonce of the week, predictions, and gambling corner, next. Yeah. And we are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? Everything's going good. Um, just chilling. Um, yeah, how about yourself? Oh, okay. Can't complain with the, the results on the pitch. Uh, anytime the team's winning, it looks good. Anytime you got some st- stats uh, piled up that make your team look good, it's a, it's not bad, I'll say. you know, it's it's And when it's one of your sports that the team's doing best in, that's when you, you, know, you just got to enjoy it. Uh, cause we obviously have are in a bunch of pain with, with the Blackhawks more to come on them later. Uh, <laughs> some banana stuff going on in the world, some banana stuff happening in soccer and it's, uh, we get to go at it again this weekend. Looks like, yes. so, uh, so that's there and, uh, yeah. Um, and I'll likely be seeing you this weekend as well. Yes. At okay. Fogo de Chao. There we go. So, uh, nice little, uh, dinner. Um, Shall we just jump into the action? I'm sure you're ready to talk. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump right into it. Uh, the big match that happened uh, on Sunday, it was pegged as, as a competitive match. It was Man United nil, Liverpool five. Uh, Naby Keita starting the scoring really early, fifth minute. Uh, Jota scoring in the 13th. And then Salah getting a hat trick, 38th, 45 and five in the 50th minute. So it was four nothing at half. They had one in the second half. Uh, Pogba got a red, but you know, nothing Liverpool had taken their foot off the gas by that time, obviously. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's funny if people track back to the last episode, you did say in your prediction three, nothing, which was a little off the score, but you did say Salah will get a hat trick. I said, really? And you said possible hat trick. So, so I'm going to give you a shout out right off the bat for calling (laughs) this all a hat trick thoughts on that. Look, like, People may think that sometimes I'm outrageous with these picks, and but I am realistic, and there's a reason why. In our um, picks standings, I'm in first. I was in first last year, and I finished in first the year before that. I'm good at picking soccer scores, and I know Liverpool the most, obviously. So when I said Salah hat trick, possibly. Like what? I, I, who else would call that? Who else called that? I don't know. We'd have to ask Stephen Nikhil if they were thinking it. Hmm, but they weren't. Oh, <laughs> guys, let us know at the footy corner too. Right off the bat, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, 
I do want to, I just want to ask you, this is your moment. Talk about the game. Talk about what you like, what you didn't like. I'm sure there's more that you like. Uh, well, just tell us about the performance from Liverpool. I don't want to talk too much about it, but I mean, if you didn't see it, it was, it was just uh, Liverpool won five, nothing. And it was just, they dominated from start to finish. How Ole still has a job is, is crazy. Um, in the second half early on Pogba also got a red card for harsh tackle, a two uh, footed tackle on Abi Keita, which injured him, but he's back in training. Um, Tiago is back in training too, by the way. So that's big. Um, but let me spread this message to everyone that's saying Liverpool doesn't have depth. You're, you're wrong. Look what we're doing without depth. Like I'm just saying, like if that's without Fabinho and Tiago, that is with Milner and Henderson. Like, let that soak in. We have three of our midfielders injured. So this is where technically everyone said Liverpool collapses. This is not happening. We haven't lost a Champions League game. We just beat Man United, Man United 5-0 at home or out on the road. I'm just saying because a team doesn't pick up a flashy – by the way, Konate – had Ronaldo in his pocket for 90 minutes of that game. Okay. So already a, a better pickup than the eight center backs that city have gotten in the past three years. But since Liverpool doesn't get the flashy names like people want, or because these youth guys come up and we actually play them, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott does not mean we don't have depth. Jurgen Klopp would not go into a premier league season with the squad that he has, with the talent up front and back, with a midfield that he doesn't believe doesn't have depth. That's he you're naive to think that. That's my final thought. And as of right now, there is not a better team in the world than Liverpool. And I'm I, I'm not saying that biasly. I can't think of a team better. Genuinely. Okay. How, how much of that is depth and how much of that is having the best player currently in the world on your side? I mean, clearly he's the best. He's, he's playing the best soccer out of anyone. Well, yeah. I mean, that's something I think a lot of Liverpool fans knew that maybe a lot of other fans didn't know. And maybe they're finally realizing it after five seasons. Um, I've constantly said that he's underrated. I sent videos and group chats that aren't watched that aren't read. And you guys are just seeing it for yourself. I'm not talking just ours, but I'm talking about like everyone. Liverpool fans advocate this. Advocate. We advocate this. And no one listens because they think we're all delusional. But he's at the level where I might hold him at higher, higher praise than Luis Suarez, possibly, in their peaks. Okay. Uh, so are you coming out swinging today, defending, defend, defending Liverpool? Uh, let's, and before I finish off on a question about them, I think you've already answered it, but it's a good transition to the next match. Before we get there, Ole is the big story. Man United not, not playing well. You know, they lost to Leicester last match week, uh, 4-2 after falling apart late in the match. They've lost this one 5-0 at home uh, in an embarrassing fashion. Uh, you know, there was rumors that he was gone. Then there were rumors that he wasn't. There was one day where, you know, we were getting mixed reports. Romano was saying he was out. Sky Sports said no. Um, you know, what next of Ole? In your opinion, if you're the board right now in Man United, you're firing him at eight. You know, this right now it's 836 Central on October 28th. You're firing him right now. Yeah. I'm not letting a minute pass by. 
I mean, a backup he, plan. He's an equivalent. So, I mean, I not many people probably are familiar with this, but he's a similar situation as the Blackhawks coach. It's just like, why? when is he going to get fired? It's not like, is he? It's when. That's what we're hitting with Ole. That's where us as Blackhawks fans are hitting with Jeremy Colleton. He's, he's not fit for the job. How he loses 5-0 at home to Liverpool and still has a job is bananas. And mind you, they barely came back and won against Atalanta, I think it was, in Champions League on Wednesday. So the league results aren't there. It's to the point where they have the talent. They went and got Varane. They went and got Ronaldo. They have Pogba. They have these young guys like Rashford, Greenwood. Um, They have a good center back pairing. I don't think anyone could deny that. They have a good goalie as well. Um, They have the talent. And when you have fans that come out and say, like, we're just not at City and Liverpool's level, you should be. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's because of Ole. He, sh- I don't know what you think, but I, I don't know how he still has a job. Like, I think the assistant manager right now would do better than Ole. Like, just find someone at least interim. You know what I mean? That's yeah, why. I'm, I'm guessing what we saw Sir Alex Ferguson apparently came to his defense. Neville came to his defense. You know, what are your thoughts on? Do you think that's what's keeping him there? Because I have a well, feeling some of that is. I. No, I don't think so. Um, I think they're defending him because they were teammates. Um, every broadcast that I watched, they literally asked straight up, should Ole get fired? And unanimously, they said, yeah, the NBC sports people said, yeah. So obviously Americans saw what I'm talking about. If you, if you stayed watching it, uh, Tim Howard said, Tim Howard said, yeah. I mean, he used to play for United, so he has an attachment to the club. So, I mean, I, I don't know who in the right mind would still say, keep this guy in charge. There's no, like, there's no evidence proving that anything is going to change. You know, I think he's had enough time. How, how long has he been there? So it's been at least two and a half years, right? More? Two and a half, three years. Three. And the know. reason why I say time is because, I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, they've given him money. I think a lot of managers would dream of having the money spent that Ole has had would you would you agree on your end I mean I know you guys spent a lot this summer but if you were allowed this luxury I mean if I had a roster with Paul Pogba Cristiano Ronaldo you know you brought in Jaden Sancho Rafael Varane that's another thing that's another thing keeper you you that you paid a hundred million dollars for Jaden Sancho to play zero minutes in one of the biggest (laughs) games of the season like, usually it's the opposite. Usually, like, upper management forces coaches to play these guys because you bought them for so much, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, speaking I don't know. speaking of players, Nikhil did tweet uh, from Squawk of Football, Liverpool have scored as many goals against Man United at Old Trafford as Donny Vandebeek has played minutes in the Premier League this season, which was That's five. another guy. That's another – like – that's what I'm saying. Like they have so much talent that's not being played or used right. So the, the, the quicker you can get, you said it best with the Blackhawks and I'm going to use it for Man United. The longer you keep this guy, the bigger the hole you're digging to, to get out when you get them removed. That's yeah. just facts. Yeah. They're, I mean, if they keep this up, they're not going to get top four. I mean, it's not a foregone conclusion anymore. You look at the table, 
They've already eliminated themselves from the title. Now you're right. You got to stay in top four and, you know, qualify for Champions League. Like, that's where we're at right now. Like, you don't want to find yourself not qualifying for Champions League or getting sent down to the Europa League as as United. I don't think United fans want to be in Europa League, so... And they have quite a few teams, you know, kind of just breathing down their backs right now. I mean, they sit in seventh as is. Uh, they're they're even on points. People lamented Arsenal start. They're even on points with Arsenal. They're even on points with Leicester, who struggled early in the year. So any good head start, they're behind Tottenham. I mean, uh, you know, that's not good. This is they why have, I was. This is why I was so confident, though, because it's not because the talents. I mean, it was a mixture. Yeah, Salah's in form, so I was like, he's going to go off. I think. And then it was just like, we have, um, I, this is the first time I can remember in a while where I'm just like, we're literally going to beat this team because we have that much, like our manager's that much better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was just like, we're going to, we're going to outclass them like strategy wise by a mile. And we did like, yeah. And during the game, I'm messaging everyone. I was messaging you with the Liverpool fans saying, guys, don't beat them too bad. I want Ole in charge when Arsenal plays these guys in a month. Come on now. Let's, let's, uh, let's keep Ole behind the wheel. There, there are some memes. At, did you see, I don't know if I should share this one, but the meme with him driving uh, princess Diana, uh, that was pretty bad. Did you see oh, that wow. one? No, um, I did not. it's a hashtag keep Ole at the wheel. Uh, and then there was one where uh, Nikhil tweets out, I don't know if you've seen football news tweeted um, Ronaldo apparently um, imitating or mocking Ole with the hand gestures. Yeah. Um, there's that tweet out there that Nikhil's sent out. And also, I don't know if he follows Clueless Ole, which is a Twitter account out there at Clueless Ole tweeted Glazers just texted asking for an urgent meeting tomorrow. I can only assume it's to tell me what an amazing job I'm doing. So <laughs> uh, a lot of parody stuff coming out about Ole. Uh, let's see how long you last. I, I don't know if it's going to be much longer. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up about this match, and I think you've answered it, but it's, again, it's my transition. Did Liverpool cement them to, themselves to you as the best team in the league right now with that statement win? Yeah, but still, I'll never say, like, clear cut. Okay. Well, that leads us to another team that had a statement win just by numbers, not necessarily who they beat. Uh, Chelsea puts up a touchdown and an extra point against Norwich, uh, Mason Mount with a hat trick. So that's two hat tricks in the Premier League this week. Or sorry, we had three in the game coming up next. So that's that's wild. Uh, Mount with the hat tricks, Hudson Adoy had one, Reese James had one, Chilwell and Max Aaron scored on the uh, on his own goal. Uh, you know, it, it, this was a it was a pretty heavy beating. Uh, before we get into ripping on Norwich because I think we have our a lot of people have opinions about this team. You know, we talked about them not deserving to be in the league last week. Uh, on the Chelsea side of things, uh, is, is this Mason Mount's coming out game? He'd been kind of quiet this season. Uh, you know, is this his moment to shine and then come out and, and say, hey, I belong in the lineup if if people are struggling? Now he gets his run of play. Or did he just happen to come up against a really terrible Norwich side? Um, I think he should definitely play every game. I, don't, I, I didn't even know he didn't play every game. That's kind of wild. Um, they, I think they were saying that he, you know, he was, well, he wasn't getting like full minutes every game. Right. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. That's what I thought. I also noticed that he plays in like some of these games that don't really matter too much, like league cup games and all that mm-hmm. shit. Um, but yeah, um, I say definitely he should play every game. I don't know. Um, 
But then again, like you should take this hat trick with a grain of salt. Like this, I'm being honest, this could be the worst team in Premier League history. Like seriously, like that. I have a question for you. Yeah. You had a $50 free bet that you had to lay down on this. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Will Norwich City have over or under 11 points? If it's 11 points, it's voided. I think 11 points is the Derby County record for worst team in Premier League history. Is that, was that 11 that they had? I, if I'm, I'm, I'm double checking right now. That's what um, I'm, yeah, it was, it was, okay. it was 11 points in 07, 08 goal differential of minus 69. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> do you, uh, that's what I'm saying. $50 free bet. You had to put on Norwich over under 11 points at the end of the Premier League season. That team won one game all season and drew eight. How many has Norwich won yet right now? They've won zero and drawn two. They're 07 and two. That team was 129 and eight. Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to take the under. They're bad. They're really yeah. bad. Do you, so you think, I want to know at the footy corner to everyone else, I think we're clear on thinking they're going to be the worst team in Premier League history, this rendition. You think so as well? I, yeah, um, I think so. Um, (laughs) unless we see, I mean, teams aren't just beating them. Like they are seven goals is a lot. I think my, I think Liverpool beat them uh, like by like at least four, like three, four goals. Like Uh Arsenal did, how did Arsenal do against Norwich? We beat them one, nothing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But that was, that was was before party and those guys got healthy, right? Yeah, that was, that was when we were struggling. That was our first win after losing three in a row. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) But uh, Jeff did say classless from Chelsea, pouring it on when Norwich was dead and gone, small club mentality. I'd be embarrassed if I was a Chelsea fan thoughts on that. No, (laughs) my response to Jeff would be, your team has been involved in the most five plus goal games. So who's the classless one now that pours it on? Well, I mean, that's also, uh, yeah, but on a it's real not note, classless either on a real note, goal differentials could, exactly. I mean, like we're at a time where anything could happen and it could matter. So, well, that's the other thing I was going to say when, when you're fighting for a title and everyone is going to rail Norwich six, five, six, seven, nothing. You probably have to put up those numbers. People, uh, for, people forget how Kristen Bull happened. Like when Liverpool went to, went to Crystal Palace and lost, it's because they they were up three nothing. If you look it back at three nothing, Luis Suarez went in the net, grabbed the ball, and ran it back. That's not the normal. It's because of the goal differential that they were worried about. So mm-hmm. that ended up biting them in the ass. But like, you know, it's a thing. They were they were down so much they had to they had to make up goal differential, and they saw that as the opportunity and ended up backfiring. But it matters, man. It matters. Yeah, it does. It does make, I think he was just, uh, maybe he was uh, trolling Brian. So, and no response did not work. Uh, Christian Pulisic is apparently back in training. So that's pretty exciting uh, for Chelsea. I just want to make sure we got bad news out there. And today Brian wanted us to know, see, I'm not the only one who says Christensen is underrated. Apparently Cesc Fabregas tweeted. uh, He was asked what his thoughts are on Grace Christensen in a Twitter Q and a, he said, what a player very underrated. He's very shy and doesn't make too much noise because he hardly makes mistakes. So um, any final words on Peter Pan? No, I mean, I said it last time. I said he's probably underrated. I mean, All right. So big win for Chelsea. I think they stay uh, 
up up in the table. Both of you, speaking of goal differential, they have plus 20 and you're plus 21. They're on 22 points. You're on 20. Liverpool's on 21. So it's real tight up there. Um, And then right behind them is City with 20 at plus uh, 16. You know what? I'll just bring them up since we're in the top three. Uh, City winning 4-1. And I'll come back to the other, other matches, I guess, since, you know, let's talk about the top of the league here. Just briefly, I mean, this match wasn't, there wasn't terribly... A lot going on. Gundogan scoring. Foden had uh, a brace. Uh, Mara scored late to to capitalize, you know, to, to put the icing on the cake. McAllister getting Brighton's only goal on a penalty. You know, I, I for one, and I know Brian also, were a little shocked Brighton didn't put up, I guess, more of a fight. They did have more possession than teams normally do against Manchester City. Um, but I think a lot of that was due to just, I don't know, City's up 3 nothing, cruising, foot off the, you know, the gas. Um you know, what was your opinion on this result? Does this change any opinion? Is 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 Brighton maybe losing that lust a little bit? I mean, they never had it for me personally. They were always that kind of team that's like low mid table for me, but just kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, but they're they were in fourth heading into the match. They're in fifth right now. Yeah, I you come back two episodes. We I said like it's a matter of time before they go down. Like it's just gonna happen. They're gonna start losing, which which is happening, you know. Um my takeaway isn't anything from Brighton. You could cover the Brighton side if you want. This is huge for City because the whole thing, I mean, anytime they score this many goals, it's a big positive for them because that means they found the back of that four times. That's something they've been, they, they struggle with early on. Um, I don't know how they've done recently, but oh no, see that they've been, they've been fighting the net here. So not kind of here and there, they just need a little more consistency. But Phil Phone's becoming a goal scorer. Like, he's evolving very quickly. Kind of has to. Um, but if, if I'm sitting, I'm Pep, you need Grealish to start scoring. You know what I mean? You need, you need Grealish to start. If Grealish starts firing, that's going to be scary because then it's not a question of where the goals are going to come from. Then it's collective. But... Um, you can't really rely on, on, on phone to really do that every game. I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, he's, he is reliable, but you, you need more than one guy. That's, you know, cause they don't have a true, I, I don't. Gabby Jesus has proven to be like an Ian Nacho. He's, he's just, he's not city quality. He's not top from really quality. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's my take on them. So it was a good game for them because they, they scored four times. So that's that should be my focus as a city fan is worry about them attacking because that is what's gonna get you that's when they go up against top teams that's their biggest worry i think is where are the goals gonna come from i mean you look at any other top team there's there are players but when you look at city you know it's a rotation it seems to be they'll toss in a random midfielder every once in a while Ferran Torres had a run. Sterling will have a run. Foden will have a run. And then Gabriel Jesus will play like one game out of five. <laughs> so he started this game. I he mean, did. he did. That's true. I think the game before, maybe they went with Sterling up front or Foden or something. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. And, and do you think they'll address that in January? If they see, hey, this is our big issue, <clears throat> will they revisit the Kane talks when Tottenham's like, we need to get rid of this guy? Possibly. Um, I can't think of another striker, though, that you know, a team would be willing to give away or not give away, but sell. Yeah. Um, 
if you do hit us up on Twitter at the footy corner too, there you um, go. <laughs> because I can't think of a temp buy that would be worth it unless you can, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, Jeff, let us know if, if it's anyone, but Kane, I think he's, he's pining for Kane. Uh, but yeah, it's the, the three up top are kind of running away with their Chelsea 22, Liverpool 21 city with 20 points. And then the gap goes to 17 points. Looks like there's going to be a big fight for uh, fourth throughout the season. We'll get on that in a second. Looks like a team that won't be involved in that ever Everton. I mean, they could, but what, what, what happened, man there, you know, we were following the game by phone because we were at the airport. Our mom was coming back in town. Shout out. Uh, they were, they, they scored early from Davies. They're up one, nothing. Then Josh King scores for Watford. You're like, eh, Watford, I, they're going to get one every once in a while. Richie scores. It's two, one. We put our phones away. We're like all good. Like 20 minutes later, you take the phone out and show me. You're like, dude, look at this. It was five to two. Um, you know, all, when all was said and done, Josh King had a hat trick. That's the third Premier League hat trick this week. Your boy, Kuka, who you called Cuck in one episode, he had a goal. And Emmanuel Dennis added one super late. Uh, you know, the, I ask you, let's talk about Watford first. They won. Let's be positive. Is the dilly ding, dilly dong magic back? This was the Rainieri's second game with the club. You could throw away the, the Liverpool game. I mean, that's a tough one. And this one is in Everton. They won 5-2. Yeah, dude. Uh, like, for what me, happened? I was just shocked. I can't believe that Watford went and not only beat Everton. I mean, that alone was shocking. Um, but to do it, to, to beat them by three goals, five to two, I don't know, man. I mean, that's, I guess you could call it a Ranieri masterclass. I, I don't know. Rough I mean, I'd say so. On the other end. They're six points away from the relegation table. I mean, part right now. I mean, this is what Ray Neri was brought for. And if he, I mean, I think they do have, I will say they do have some good players. Like, it's not like they are Norwich. Like, it's not like they're complete, like garbage. You know, they did have the factor of Josh. Huh? Norwich have Cantwell and Pookie. Yeah, but I mean, that's it. Then around them, they have a bunch of poverty players, as you'd like to say. You know, with with, uh, Watford, you know, you have Josh King, who, exacted his revenge on Everton here, gets his hat trick. There was big talk about that. Um, they have, well, I guess they have Musa Sissoko, but they mean they have Ismail Asar, who's who's having a good season and can be, you know, trouble for other teams. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis is a pretty good striker coming off the bench. And I didn't even know that they had Ozan Tufan, who, who's a pretty decent player I've seen for Turkey in the past. You know, I, I didn't realize he was on their team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a team that has some pieces. Uh, and wow, breaking news is in that Q has been fired. I told well, you last yep, night. Quenville's gone. So anyway, uh, so it's just big for sorry Hawks fans, hockey fans. We'll get to it later. Here we had a, yeah we had a feeling it was happening. Uh, okay, so wow, but anyway, I think Watford has the pieces to stay up. Elton John's going to be a happy man, and I think because I think they have the manager. I think they have a couple goal scoring players. Um, and like I said, they're in 14th. So do you think they'll stay up? I'm going to have to disagree with you. Okay. Who I only two non-poverty players. Huh? Give me three teams better than Watford right now. Or, or, who are they? I'll give you a whole list better than Watford. Sorry. That's what I meant. I, I meant where would they be in the table? Like who? No. Okay. Norwich. Isn't Norwich worse than Watford? 
Yeah. Newcastle. Their level. Burnley. I think Burnley is a little bit, be- uh, just a tad bit better than both of those teams. Okay. So you think Watford, Newcastle, and Norwich are the ones that are out? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I just have this odd feeling the Wankers are going to sneak I think, out in like 17th I think, place. I think the way Burnley plays will keep them in the Premier League. They'll snag more points because of the way they play, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I don't, well, I think we have to see what Raineri employs though. He has, he has a way, you know, he, he, I'm pretty sure he kept Lester afloat and up before he went on that wild run. So I'm not saying he's going to do that with Watford, but I think he's going to keep them up. Uh, but well, or the other thing is then does that mean uh, Everton? Are you worried about them? What, what, what is this? What happened here? Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. That, that's what I was going to ask you. I, I, I'm at a loss <laughs> of that. I well, have no answer. Is Everton about to Everton? Is this that time of the season where they start coming up with results and you're just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Because Everton always starts out hot and they're like, oh, is, there, is this year Everton's going to be top four? You know, we're thinking it again. And here they are now in the past three games. They have one point out of nine. You know, granted, one was a draw at United, but United's not doing anything to light the world on fire. Then they had West Ham at home, Watford at home. You're expecting more than one point out of nine. So I think that Everton to me is hitting a critical juncture. You know, they got a couple matches coming up here at Wolves is going to be tricky. Uh, and then home against Tottenham could be tricky, but I think they need to do well in those matches. Cause then you're at city at Brentford, uh, Liverpool at home, Arsenal at home, you know, you <laughs> gets a little dicey. And, and if they start losing it, you know, this is the time of year. If teams start kind of tail spinning a bit, uh, managers go, uh, you know, players get disinterested and, I don't know. To me, Everton, when they lost Leighton Baines, shout out, uh, lost a big leadership guy. And, and to me, Dominic Calvert-Lewin gets hurt too often. You saw he was scratched. We both had to change our goal scorers. Um, so I, I think if DCL is going to be on and off injured again this year, I don't think Richie can do it all himself. Uh, you know, they they picked up Solomon Rondon. That, to me, reeks desperation. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're... Yeah. So it seems like we're heading into another season with Everton where it's the same story. I think it's been like four seasons in a row now where like at the beginning of the season, we look at their, their pickups, their overall roster. They have a good coach and this happens. Like they're, they find themselves like, what are they right now? Mid table. Uh, they're eighth, 14 yeah. points level with United Leicester Arsenal. Okay. But ideal, like, and then you, they, they just lost to Watford at home. Correct. That's, That's bad. So I'm asking you, what is it? Is it the culture? And you know what? I'm at the point where, is it a psychology thing? Like kind of similar to what, um, who's the Tottenham guy? Not Bonucci. Who's the other center uh-huh. back? Smart. Oh, guy. it's the history of the Tottenham. Chiellini. Yeah. Chiellini. Is it Chiellini's theory? Well, at this point, is it a psychological thing, psychological thing where if they get close, they just fall apart? Like, what is it this past couple of years that they're underperforming? I, I don't think they have the right leader. I don't think they have a good leader in place. But surely, if you can't get it from, from Ancelotti, if you can't get it from Benitez, who was before the – I don't – like – who who's the leader? Like who do you need George Washington to rise from the grave and develop something? 
Like, who's the guy? Well, no, I mean, in terms of captain, their man, their managers have been good appointments. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's all in the manager or not manager, sorry, the captain. Um, although you see like a guy like Andros Townsend is pretty, you know, experienced. Seamus Coleman should be pretty good out there, uh, but their center backs are young. And, and I don't know, teams with young center backs, they'll have inconsistent performances here and there. And I, I'm speaking of my own team as well. We have young center, but you know, it, it's going to happen. And, and I think you need a very good leader in that position. Um, and Michael Keane has been around for a little bit, uh, but I, you know, I don't know. I think they need a little more. Uh, I, I just don't, it's difficult. It really is. If anyone knows how we can solve Everton's mystery at the footy corner too, like what, why are they just, Blah, they're I mean, just there. You say you say that, and I understand they have one young defender, and that's this lad, Ben Godfrey. Well, mm-hmm. other than that, you have Lucas Dine, who at some point, believe it or not, I think it was last year, people were calling him the best left back in the league, like dead ass. Yeah. That praise was being said. Barcelona guy. So he's known you to pressure or good teams or knowing what it takes. Like we said, Michael Keane. He's been in good defenses. Like, we can rip on him. He's been in good defenses. I mean, mm-hmm. we, the ability is there is what I'm saying. Like, it's, we've seen it. And then you want to talk about leadership. You got your boy, friend of the pod. That's your boy, Seamus Coleman. You're a big Seamus Coleman. <laughs> you have been for years. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And then we, Jordan Pickford for England was lights out. Yeah, it's inexplainable. I, I I can't. I guess I. I mean, I just. I don't see a guy on that field that's like what Leighton Baines was. I don't see a Leighton Baines. It's <laughs> wild. I'm telling you, mate. They're missing Leighton Baines. Your boy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, at the footy corner too. I want to hear what other people think about Everton. I think we've we've run our course with them. Uh, where do you think Liverpool ends? The, or Liverpool Everton ends the season. Same story as the last couple seasons, man. Kind of where they are, where they are. Maybe seven. Give me a place. Can I say eight to seven? Sure. Yeah. I think they'll finish nine or ten. I think nine or ten. Let's see. Let's see what Rafa can do. He, you know, he has his moments. Now I'm going to share a trio of results because I feel like all these teams, or maybe five of the six are in a similar area. They all are kind of right now between four and 10 in the table. Five of these teams are between four and 10. Um, but some matches that went on, uh, West Ham beat Tottenham one nil. Mikel Antonio with the late goal there. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, people upset with Nuno, the Tottenham people, you know, he's being compared to Ole. Uh, Leicester with a big win at Brentford. Tielemans uh, scoring early, Jorgensen equalizing for Brentford. James Madison, who's been quiet, you know, makes his noise there. And on Friday night, Arsenal beat Villa 3-1. Party and Aubameyang scoring uh, in the first. Smith Rowe made it 3-0. And Jacob Ramsey with kind of a – it was a nice goal, but it was a consolation goal late. Um, so, you know, this is a big bunch here of these teams. We're talking West Ham, who's in fourth. We're talking Tottenham, who's sixth. Uh, Brentford currently sits – well, in 12th. I guess they're kind of falling again. Leicester, ninth. Arsenal, 10th. I guess out of Arsenal, Leicester – and Tottenham and West Ham. Give me an order and how they finish those four teams. 
I'm just going to give you the top two. I mean, it's going to be Arsenal and Tottenham. But wait, do you say West Ham? West Ham is there too, and Leicester. No, I'm not. Leicester's done. The Leicester days are done. You think uh, Leicester's done? Okay. Yeah. By the way, Yuri Tielemans just turned out another contract off from them, so they'll be looking to make a big move. And they're going to need someone to replace Jamie Vardy. So there's no way this man can just continue to live on Red Bull and Skittles. Yeah. Um, you know, I could definitely see Arsenal there, and between Tottenham and West Ham, it's tough to say. Um, because Tottenham is so inconsistent. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yep. That's the issue. Literally impossible to predict anything with them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll say Arsenal Tottenham. I I kind of tend to agree with you. And the only reason is because West Ham, I feel like they don't have, I just, and, and you're going to make fun because I've said depth. I don't think West Ham have the depth at all to field a second team and do Europa League and the league. Now, I mean, they did win against Tottenham after their Europa League victory, but I think that was against Genk. So they were able to, you know, that's a game. They're like, okay, we're at home. We're against a bunch of farmers. You know, we'll play Yarmolenko up top. Vlasic will play a little bit that, you know, get some game time for some backs that never played Dawson and Johnson. And then they were able to win. But the last time they had a Europa League match, they lost to Brentford after. So I'm very interested to see how, you know, if West Ham can get to Christmas still around where they're at. And I know we said this last year, and I should give them more respect. Um, then, then I'll consider them. Uh, but, but yeah, I like I like us and, and Tottenham. Uh, Leicester, I don't, I don't know. I they're back. They're coming back. They've won the last few games. They've beaten United. They won at Brentford. That's not easy. Um, they have another game this weekend that's going to be tight. That'll you know with Arsenal. That'll determine some of our orders here. Um, and then they've got Chelsea coming up soon as well. So some questions will be answered uh, at the footy corner to let us know. Um, out of the four teams, I might even make a poll or have the intern make one. Uh, West Ham, Tottenham, Leicester, Arsenal. Who finishes higher this season? Let me ask you this. Is the door open for any of them for that fourth place that Ole is dropping United out of in case? Um, no. No. Okay. So you think United is definitely – or you think there's another team that I didn't mention in that group that can get top? I think United's going to stay there because I think they're going to force – like they're going to be forced to make changes, whether it's firing Ole, bringing, because as soon as they bring in someone new, you know, there's going to be a renewed energy there. So like, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, sounds good there. Let's uh, wrap up this week in the Premier League. There are three matches that all were draws. Palace and Newcastle won one. Uh, Benteke and Cal Wilson uh, cancel each other out. Benteke's had a good run of form the last few games. Leeds and Wolves draw one one. Wang He Chan again for Wolves. Rodrigo, the late late equalizer for Leeds. Southampton Burnley, 2 2. Uh, Cornette with two goals. I mean, this guy is an electric factory for Burnley. Um, and for Southampton, Livermento, the player they got from Chelsea, and Broha, who is a couldn't another one of those young players that's coming up, um, gets the goal there. Any comments from you from these matches? Any observations? No. no nothing from you. I did want to say. Wolves gave up that goal late, and had they not, had they won, they would on, they'd be on 15 points in uh, seventh place. Or sorry, they'd be in fifth place had they held on. This, to me, I'm telling you right now, Wolves is a team that's hot. They're red hot. Um, they'd won their previous three matches, and I think this was a bit of a fluke draw. Went two leads at Leeds, gets the result. Um, so, to me, Wolves are a team – 
that, you know, I'd say look out for them. They have some matches that are somewhat winnable. They're home against Everton at Palace, home against West Ham, which will be fun, and then at Norwich, So and then Burnley. So I think watch for them to make a rise. They, they're really adjusting to Bruno Lage. Uh, they're finding a striker. I know Jimenez, it's sad what happened to him and, and that he hasn't regained his form, but Wang Hee Chan, uh, be on the lookout for this lad. He's a, uh, I laughed when I, cause I was like, I'd never heard of him before, but man, he's, he's doing a madness. Kind of like your, uh, the Arsenal, uh, right or left back, whichever one. Yeah. Tomiyasu, my boy. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. He's done pretty well as well. I, I will give him a shout out. Uh, so nothing on the Premier League. Shall we jump into European stuff? There was big news in Europe. Your boy, yeah. Ronald Koeman, finally got fired. It, it took a loss to Rayo Vallecano, uh, but he's out. Sergi uh, Barwan is the new interim manager until Xavi's contract runs out in Qatar. He'll take over at the end of the season. I know we both agreed for Koeman it was about time, so I want to move forward with it. What are your thoughts on them going straight to Xavi? Um, I'm not huge on it. Mm-hmm. but I don't know who else they would bring in because I think they're trying to find a player or coach that would match their identity. And at this, at this point right now, you're only looking at Pep or Chavi, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a sense, you know what, maybe that is the right way to go. Um but here I'm, I'm going to go bold here. And if I'm Barcelona, I hit up Pep. I go, man, you've been there enough. It's miserable in England. Like it's rainy. It's, it's snowing. It's, you know, don't you miss having real fans in the, in the stands? Don't you miss that style of play that you didn't have to push to implement? Don't like, that's what I would do. I would try getting Pep back because there's no doubt in my mind. You bring Pep back. Boom, La Masia, the players are going to get found there. He knows who's good at what. He knows what players he needs. And if you can't play his style, the Barcelona way, you're gone. He exiles players like it's nothing. Same thing mm-hmm. with Mourinho. They're similar in that aspect. So um, I go with Pep, but I guess looking at the big picture and what Barcelona is trying to do, maybe it is what's best for them to go with Xavi. Yeah, I mean, my guess is they probably could get Pep, and, and I think that might be your next best option. It is just kind of shady. He's still playing, and he's going to be managing soon. So, again, that's yeah, it is interesting. I don't – I mean, it, or he's player managing. We've talked about this before. Uh, but, hey, they want to stick with their DNA, um, see what happens with a guy that knows the system, what he wants to run. It'll be interesting. I guess my question of it is, I think the main thing that, that I think people want to know – is can they salvage the season, right? Barcelona, uh, if I recall at last check, is uh, nine points out of a uh, of the title race, right? They're nine points out from first place. Real, Real Sociedad, by the way, uh, is in first. Barcelona sits in ninth, nine points out. Uh, can the season be salvaged? You know, I know for sure they can get into a top four spot. But can they be competing for the title late in the season? I guess the real barometers they're six off real madrid no i think i mean it's not like the situation is going to get any better with this random lad that they put in charge so that's what i'm saying like they they're giving this year up um because they clearly don't even have the squad either i mean you look at their lineup and like 
if like four years ago you brought this lineup to someone and said, what team do you think this is? You'd be like, it's probably like a mid tier, like Spanish. I, I, I seriously would be like, here, I'm looking at, at uh, Spanish teams. But like this could be like, this could be like a Villarreal or a Celta Vigo. Like That's I'd be like, maybe Celta it's, one yeah, I'd be like, maybe it's one of these guys, you know, like, Luke de Young, like, like, who are these guys? You know what I mean? Like, but you know, I don't know. Um, no, they have no chance. I think Real Madrid's gonna, gonna win it this year. Okay. So, uh, at the footy corner, do let us know if he could somehow salvage uh, their season. But yeah, Xavi won't be coming in until later. So, again, do you, do you agree line. with that? Yeah. I, I, I was just gonna see if, because there are some people that I've been texting with that say, Oh, they're only nine points out. Well, nine points. It, it, it's not little, you know, especially when you're dealing with the real Madrid and, and then the Atletico. I know you don't like them, but trying to make up points on those teams and then leapfrogging a bunch of teams. It's not like in the Spanish league, the top five or six teams are not all farmers. Like they, they do have some good teams that you have to have battles with in and out. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, I don't think they have the squad. I don't, I'm with you there. That's what I was going to say. I mean, they definitely didn't have the manager, but part of that was because he, he picked some of those players, you know, he brought some of them with him and some of them were like also rans from the premier league, like five years ago. So uh, yeah, that team, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what, what they come up with, um, how they are moving forward. But I, I don't see much from Barcelona or the rest of this uh this season. They also did lose, I believe, right in the, um, in the uh, El Clasico as well. That happened as well too, right? The uh, Real Madrid won at Barcelona at the Camp Nou 2-1. So that's another thing to report. I think uh, these results, you know, it didn't bode well for Kuman, And that was ultimately um, the end of him. I want to give a shout out to Sergio Aguero who finally showed up and scored in a match. He yep. scored in the 90 plus seven of that match uh, yep. when it was already two nothing, but just a shout out. Uh, interestingly enough, they weren't really the only team that lost on, especially on Wednesday, you know, Wednesday saw some big results. We saw Bayern get battered five, nothing by Munchen Gladbach. And, you know, you might sit there and say, you know, it's the DFB Pokal. They weren't really, you know, trying, but mate, did you see the lineup they put out? It was their starting lineup. Yeah, it was their normal team. So like, what, what, like, did they just, were they tired? Were they hung over? Did they not care? I mean, they've, they've had a couple odd results lately, you know, three, four games ago, they lost to uh, Eintracht Frankfurt at home as well. Um, I mean, I, I have no doubt they're going to win the league still, I think, right. It's, it's, it's pretty much theirs. Um, yeah. They're, well, they're one up on Dortmund, three up on Freiburg. Yeah. They'll win the league, but you know, these matches, is this okay for them to turn things off or, you know, is there a worry that when this comes time for a big champions league match they just don't have the concentration it's tough because um they're a team that might be struggling with depth themselves Mm -hmm. and it's like to give fairness to the german leagues the gap is still pretty big but those teams are also kind of getting better like the the monchen you look at the roster monchen globox a really good team yeah um but I don't know what it was. That's a very weird result and shocking. And, you know, people can say like, yeah, Bayern, um, 
would you call it? Like, it's just a DFB poll call. But, I mean, they're a team, they're culture, they're, they're a team that prides themselves on a winning German championships and whatnot. So it's not like, you know, they don't take it lightly. And you saw the line. I mean, last they didn't win the Pokal last year. Dortmund won mm-hmm. it last year. So you would think that they're like, all right, we got to reclaim this. So this is a, actually, you know, this is a bad loss for them. Um, I mean, that's one less trophy that they're going to get this year. Um, it's not like they're blowing teams away in, in the Bundesliga now. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think the the title race in in Germany is going to be interesting this year. But I guess it benefits Bayern because that's one less tournament they're in. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, they'll get to focus on that. You know, other teams that lost on Wednesday: Juventus losing to Sassuolo at home. <laughs> we, we've we've documented their struggles. They are in seventh. It was a two-one defeat. Um, so that one is that one's a bit odd to me too. Uh, you know, we, again, we've, we've talked about their shows. And also that night, West Ham beat City uh, in PKs in the Carabao Cup. You know, what it are your thoughts on nights parlay. like that? Huh? It ruined my parlay. Yeah. And City ruined your parlay on a Foden missed uh, pen. So I want to know, like, what are your thoughts on nights like this? That was all on Wednesday. Like, what is it good for the game to have kind of this, you know, random night where all the big teams lose? We've had it twice this season. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, you need it to happen. You can't just have these teams running riot. So mm-hmm. it's good, but then it's, it's a chance for these big teams that sometimes put out good players to look at themselves and be like, where did we go wrong? You know, it, it humbles them to a point, I think. So, mm-hmm. well, city's lost. Speaking of which came in the league cup, which they lost their first time a match in five years. They hadn't lost in five years in that. They're the kings of the Carabao Cup, the League Cup. Uh, They've won in four straight years? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I might have that wrong, but I'm pretty sure. That's how relevant that. that cup is. <laughs> I, well, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. What are your thoughts on the Carabao Cup? Uh, you know, do you take any stock? You know, for instance, you guys beat Preston, but you played. It was your chance to play a lot of guys that don't don't play much, right? Aside from Mini, Minamino and Origi, who scored, uh, and and Jones, um, I guess Gomez and Matip. You didn't really have too many guys that get many minutes at all. No. You had some lad, lad named Blair, number eighty six, uh, yeah. a number eighty named Morton on the pitch. Well, um, Morton, yeah, Morton seen seen time. This was Blair's debut. I mean, look, this is. I mean, I guess every club takes it differently. Mm-hmm. But I know uh, Jurgen Klopp is he's pretty much said that he doesn't give a shit about this tournament. I I feel the same way, but I'd be lying to you if I said if we made it to the final that I'd be like, I kind of care. Be like, all right, I want to win this shit, you know? But yeah, mm-hmm. when you have a chance at the Premier League, when you have a chance in Champions League, yeah, it um it's not, it's more of a chance to see like the players coming back from an injury or like these, these young guys that you're like, well, they work in our system or, you know, it's a good chance. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I do. I do quite like it. Uh, you know, I enjoy watching in the early stages because I like to see how some of the young guys will perform. And it's just really weird in a season like this for, for Arsenal who doesn't play midweek fixtures. Uh, they actually were able to get players that don't play often. Uh, El Nenny was out there, you know, Martinelli, Maitland Niles played uh, in Ketia got a start. Kolesinac was somehow still on the team. So, 
you know, you'll see a lot of guys and you saw, I think city had uh, Cole Palmer out there. A lot of people talking about this kid. Um, so I think it is neat to see teams rotate by agree. I don't think some of the bigger teams take it seriously until quite a bit later. Cause we saw Chelsea got taken into penalty kicks as well. Uh, Ross Barkley finally got some action. Saul Niguez got, got some action. Um, I will say this though. Did you hear about the Sunderland manager? What he said? No. What he said? So Sunderland has made it through, by the way. Uh, at first I was like, Hey, good for them. We all know Sunderland's had a little rough couple year span. Their boss's name is Lee Johnson. And they asked him about the draw. Well, who do you want to draw? Lee Johnson said, I'd love to have Arsenal away or Tottenham away. If not that, and then we'll wait for the really big guns when it's two legs. So he took his shot at Arsenal and Tottenham um, saying that he wants those guys, you know, we then we want the actual teams after uh, thoughts on, on the Sunderland manager's quote. <laughs> um, I would have understood it if he said, I want them because it bring in more money. That would yeah. make more sense. Um, I don't know. That's, I don't really know what his agenda was with that, but. He's giving them bulletin board material. And at first I would have been like, okay, whatever. And I guess I, I get other teams laughing, but it's like, mate, you're managing Sunderland. Do you realize what, what is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they even in the, they're not in the championship. They're still no. in league one, I think. Right. They're in league one. So I think they're doing well. I'm pretty sure they're having a good season. I believe they're in like the top. If they're not winning it, they're in the top three. You know what? I'll give a look right now, but you know, I mean, it, they had a whole show about them. You know, it's, it's, it's quite sad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting situation, but we'll see what happens. I think the draw for that is Saturday. Um, Sunderland, by, by the way, does sit in fourth in League One. They're behind Primeth, uh Argyle is in first. Shout, Shout out. out. Our boys. Yeah, Wickham Wonders in, are in second, and Wigan is in third, and then Sunderland is fourth. Uh, so that was, a, yeah, interesting stuff there. I thought that was a funny quote. Steve did share it with me. Um, I did want to bring up also, so let's bring up some tidbits here. How did you get it? How did you think about it? I was pissed, mate. This man came after my club, man. But that's why I'm asking you. How how do you? I thought he gave unnecessarily material to both teams that if they actually do draw them, I would put all sorts of money for them to get spanked by either Tottenham or Arsenal just because the guy said that. Like you don't do that. Like right? Okay, we'll even we'll even to put it to baseball. You know, Ryan Tapera for the Sox said, you know, I, I think after the Sox won game three, I think they're still cheating a bit. Well, then they came out and scored 10 runs and won 10, one in the next game. So you gave them bulletin board material. When you're Sunderland though, you don't do that. You don't give anyone bulletin board material because you're the worst team left in the cup, mate. So I don't know. I just, um, I thought he could have worded it a little better, but you know what? He was excited. It was in the moment. People say things in the moment. Uh, I used to like Sunderland. I still kind of do, but that, that rubbed me the wrong way. That's all I got to say about that, those people. I was um, never big on them. Like, I mean, like I, I wasn't like high on them, but I wasn't low on them, but they're a team I would have liked to stay up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, five sub rule. We've talked about it before. It looks like it's about to become permanent because all the leagues doing it, it was just temporary. It was not permanent. Uh, but now, and, and Premier League clubs actually didn't want, you know, a lot of them don't want it. Um to become permanent, but it's looking like eventually uh, it will. 
become permanent in other leagues. And that means that pressure will increase on the Premier League to follow suit. They will still be able in some individual competitions, probably to do only three subs. But I mean, I, I figure it'd be the opposite way. Wouldn't you want those to have five subs to just rotate your teams during the eh, other competitions? But um, you, you shook your head. You're not a fan of five. No, dude, it's stupid. Like it's strategy. Like you need to have a like. It, I think it's like, like there is obviously the soccer portion of like the physical actual game, like gameplay of a of of a match, but then it's also like a chess match with with managers and how they can use their pieces. And the three right. sub three subs was a big part of that because it's like if someone gets injured, that actually hurts you more than like okay, it's an actual person injured that sucks. Mm-hmm. But like now you only have two subs, so how are they going to play it? Like it used to be a big thing, you know. So yeah, five is probably more like it will prevent more injuries and like maybe more energy will be put in. But I don't like it. I like three. I think it's like all right you have 14 players that you have the option of playing good luck. That's your squad. Go beat that team, go out, strategize that manager. So now when you have two more players, I mean, that adds a whole nother, you know, I don't like it. That's just me. Do you like it? I just wish there was a way you could have what's called. If there was like a middle ground, if we do three, but have something called an injury sub. Right. We're like, okay, because I do feel like when a guy gets hurt like five minutes in, but they can make it. Well, you, I think you generally have a good idea. I mean, I don't think like I would, take any, I would, a manager would easily tell his player to fake it if he knows it's not, his strategy is not working. But will the player do it? I mean, like, how, like, yeah. what if the player doesn't want to come? A lot of, of times players don't want to come off. They don't want to come off the pitch. They're not going to fake injury to come off unless they're winning and they're trying to waste time. They have, they're, they're going to listen to their manager. They'll do it. I, I don't know. I think in the spirit of the game, I don't think anyone's going to do that. You know, I think if you had an injury sub, you can have one injury sub. So that's up to four. That's fine. But if no one gets hurt, you got three to strategize. That to me would be the perfect middle ground. But, you know, the funny thing is a lot of the bigger teams want the five subs. It's the smaller teams that don't because they don't have the depth that the bigger teams have. So they say, oh, well, this team has more weapons they could bring off the bench. So if they're bringing half a new team in, right, because you got 10 outfield players, you could switch five of them for similar quality almost. You know, a lot of big Premier League teams have four to five good backups, whereas a team like Leeds or Wolves might not. And be like, well, what the hell is this? So, yeah, I, it's a tough one, but that's my take. My take is injury sub, allow it um, just one, and then that's that. Three subs. Yeah. I, <laughs> what was going on there, mate? I, I went to the bathroom. Okay. I was going to say your camera was off. You paused. But professional here. potting, I was, still, I was still talking. You didn't know. Um, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, like I totally disagree with the injury thing. I think if you're a manager and you see first five minutes, your strategy is not working, which means you're inevitably most likely going to give up a goal and go down, find yourself down. I will tell my player or relay the message to fake cramps and he will be subbed off for a healthier guy. And it won't come to my detriment. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. 
All right, at the footy corner too. I want trust, to go to you people. trust these. I mean, you're a guy that's against flopping, and how many players quote unquote flop? I mean, come, I, you, you're trusting these guys way too much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I have a question for you. I mean, I agree that the injury sub adds subjectivity to it, but I just, I just really hate it when someone gets hurt early. Maybe you have. How about this? Cause I don't think a manager in the first five minutes is going to abandon his plan. A lot of them don't abandon after five minutes. They're like, okay, let's just write the ship here. Let's get going. How about if the guy gets played within 20 guy gets injured within 20 minutes, then you could use it. Otherwise that's it. It's gone. It's three subs. Too much time. 20 minutes. Too much time. It's 70 minutes on the other end of it, mate. No one's going to fall and hurt themselves in 20 minutes. I I you're trusting that. I have a question for you. You're six minutes in a game. Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola is, is, has re, you get a message, you get a, a, a message from Pedri Westbrook in your ear. Pep wants you to fake cramps and, and you're in an, in an injury and you see Pep looking at you. Are you going to fall and, and, and act like you got cramps? Or are you going to say, no, man, I'm playing this game. You're really going to do Pep Guardiola like that? Or are you going to listen? I just don't see Pep Guardiola abandoning his plan six minutes in. I don't think Pep Guardiola would abandon any plan. Six I, in. These I, people I mean, have ego, mate. Okay, fine. How about Brendan Rodgers? They have egos. This man's got an ego too. I just are don't you doing it. it. It's a simple question. Are you doing it? Or are you <laughs> are you somehow gonna stand up to someone that's probably then gonna say like I don't want this guy on my team if he's not gonna listen to my order? Like you, it's your decision. I'm yeah, saying well, you're you're gonna fall down and fake cramps. I, I just don't you. think Pep's gonna ask someone to fall down six minutes into a match. <laughs> Mate, that's, that's bananas. Diego Simeone. Who's he going to tell the flop Are you six tell minutes? You can't see Diego Simeone doing that because we both know he will. Not six minutes into a match. That's just so early. But what if he says it? This man's then, getting his tea at the six-minute mark. There's no way he's taking it. What if, he, he, what if he goes, look, they've already attacked three times on that wing, put in three dangerous crosses. We can't keep that happening. You go down right now. Our strategy is not working. And he comes up with an alternative. That means you got to go down with cramps. Okay. Uh, you know, so at the footy court. I'm asking a situation will never All you got to say is yes or no for us to move on. What? If Diego Simeone tells me to lay down and cramp, I will. But I don't think he'll do yeah. that. Simple. That's you said you will. Mean. So you. All right. There you go. I just, this is wild. You're bringing up a. This is like me. This is like me saying. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a wild situation. And I can't. It's not that, it's not that wild because if I was a manager and we were six minutes in a game and a team completely just oh, outsmarted my strategy and I know it's going to keep happening, I will beg for a, a, a sub and a change of tactics. Okay, fine. And if they get that one sub, is it a huge deal for you? What's what's the problem? They're probably, let me tell you, let me make that's it, let where me the chess this. match. That's where the whole, you got to be ready as a man. That's where the chess match plays in that. Like, let me say this. If Pep Guardiola finds out that early, his plan is not working. I don't need, he needs to even ask the guy to fake us. He'll just take the guy out. Like there's no, there's no reason, you know, and fine. You get one extra from doing this nonsense. If you're but Pep Guardiola, would you, you rather just say, Oh, I'm sorry. I made the wrong decision. Let me use one of my subs. Or would you be like fucking fake an injury? So we have more subs you and more healthy like that. I just don't see that happening. But anyway, it, it's, a, it's a, it's a result-based industry. You'd be foolish to be honest. 
I'm just telling you, I just don't see someone deciding six minutes in or even 15, but, but anyway, um, we'll move on. Uh, Cause uh, you know, we got a little more to go over, but, but yeah, let us know. I want other people to chime in here at the footy corner too. Uh, Newcastle uh, is apparently in talks and it is going to happen. This is going to happen all season or all uh, the next few months, but apparently they're in talks with Usman Dembele. Um, apparently talks with his agent have already begun. Do you think he, I think this is going to happen every week. We're going to pick someone new that's rumored. Do you think he'll be the first domino at Newcastle this January? Unfortunately, with Dembele's past and how his manager is, I think if the money's there, Dembele is there. Okay. I don't think it's all because of Dembele. You know, I think like his manager will convince him that it's a good idea. Um, I mean, it just sucks because there's so many more electric teams and styles that he'd fit in right now that are competing for titles, trophies that he could fit in. And it's just being wasted because we see him perform highly at, at a national level. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately the money is going to be shown to him and he's going to, he's going to take it. So I could definitely see it. Yeah. I think it's a player that fits the profile. Well, I think he's a guy that, and, and if I'm Newcastle, honestly, I go at some of these Spanish clubs. Uh, I think the opportunities are there and I think they could really, you know, they're rich. The Spanish clubs are looking for money. Mm-hmm. You could take off some of these players off their hands. And, and like we said, your boy Isco isn't, uh, isn't immune from getting taken. It's possible. I think, I think if you're Isco, if you can get to the premier league, that'd be uh that'd be a big up, but it's going to be tough to convince the player to do that because mm-hmm. um, his, it, it'd be tough for him to move his family because his, his wife does work in the, um, like the TV industry there. So it'd require him to like be away from them. And I feel okay. like he's, he doesn't care about soccer as much as he cares about his family. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what else comes in, but I'm guaranteeing what once a week, we're going to hear but something about Newcastle. That is that their MBS. Your boy is the reason why um, I think Newcastle or not Newcastle, Barcelona slapped that one. What is it? $1 billion um, buyout clause for Pedri. This is why, I mean, I think, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you're right. So they teams can't come in like that. MBS. Uh, another quick little tidbit. Shisko, our boy, who I mistook for Daniel Fark many weeks back. He is back three weeks after being fired by Watford. He's now the manager of ST Huesca. Uh, what are your thoughts on Shisko being back on the scene? Yeah, shout out Shisko. Um, <laughs> front of the pot. You a big Shisco guy? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hoping well for him. I think he was rashly fired. So, um, I don't know. I'm just happy he's back. Uh, another wild thing that happened, I don't know if you heard about this. Did you hear about Ander Herrera? What do you do now? He So, Ander Herrera, now at PSG, apparently was robbed by a prostitute at a traffic light. Apparently she entered the car and took his wallet and phone. Now, do you think he really got robbed or that he got caught? And this was his story. (laughs) How do you get caught? Like the reason why I believe it is because if he just straight up paid uh, an escort or whatever, like whatever, like he wouldn't talk about it or say that she got, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How, How would, so it probably did happen. What, what do you think? Like, robbed him of what, though? Like, just his wallet? 
Walton phone, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I have this weird feeling that under Herrera, I I feel like he's this guy. He could be a scummy mate, a scummy guy, and uh, maybe he got caught. And it's like, oh, no, I was getting robbed. I wasn't ordering her. <laughs> See, the, the, the confusing thing about this is if your car's running, doors are locked automatically. I mean, yeah. he drives high-end cars. When you start driving... Yep. They're, they automatically lock. So yeah, that's, get in. that's why I'm saying it's a little suspicious to little suspicious unless he was ordering her. And then she just was like, I'm not going to do anything with you. I'm just stealing your shit and going, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's wild stuff there. Uh, also this was, this I kind of found interesting. It was really random find uh, in the middle of the week. It's, it's in regard to uh, footballobservatory.com. Uh, puts out what we call what they call a training index. So a training index um, considers teams in the top five leagues uh, and it records, um, you know, footballers who have played for at least three years between the ages 15 and 21. Uh, the season during which the players celebrated their 15th and 21st birthdays are also included. So basically it's saying which team based, you know, had young players come through their their squad, their academy, and to their team and and play heavily for them. Uh, you could probably guess who's in first. Can you guess who's in first out of all? Well, not considering the big five, all the leagues. Which team do you think is the best in this index in in um, pretty much bringing youth up? In the Premier League? No, uh, well, overall, and then I'll do Premier League. Overall? Yes. Or, uh, Ajax. Yep, Ajax is number one. So I, I knew you'd get that. So I ready for this. Number two is Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, number three on this list is Sporting in Portugal. Uh, Dinamo Kiev is three. Who knew uh, that, or sorry, they're four. Who knew that Ukraine had two top teams that, that produced? Um, Dinamo Zagreb is, is, rounds out the top five. Who do you think the first team, big team is in the top five league? Oh, um, in, in well, what? you correct yourself because Portugal is the top five league. Um, <laughs> Lisbon cuts it. Um, huh. In a top five league. That's tough, man. Um, I would say Dortmund. Somehow they weren't on this list. I have no idea how they were not here. It could be Schalke or something like that. Schalke. No, actually, I don't even see any German teams on my on my screen right now. Oh, which is wild. I, I wouldn't put Barcelona there. It's not Barca, but you're close. Atletico? Mm, no. Other one? That was a stupid guess. I'm, I wouldn't. No, real, not Real Madrid. They have Real Madrid up here, mate. They have Real Madrid as the the top, uh, um, just ahead of Benfica. You know, Barcelona is the second, apparently, La Masia. And then they have Arsenal in third, uh, PS or Olympic Lyonnais in fourth, PSG is fifth. And then I think in the Premier League after that, it goes uh, City. And then they have Liverpool and United. So, yeah. Which I was shocked not to see Chelsea there. But anyway, uh, it was an interesting thing. Footballobservatory.com. Uh, just check that out. Uh, you know, again, it's one of these indices. Who knows what what they'll have? Uh, furthermore, so uh, let's move on to our boys. 
Maritimo, just like a quick two minute overview. A lot of the lads were, were watching the match. Um, I was getting updates from you guys because I was in a meeting and on my computer, I was streaming Arsenal. They were playing at the same time. Uh, you know, they, they had a horrendous first half from all accounts, barely got out of their own box at Victoria Guimaraes and fell behind one nil late equalizer. You know, I'm on my delay and I'm getting pumped. And can you explain to the people what happened? Cause you knew what happened before I did. Yeah, dude. So off the kickoff, after drawing it in the 90th minute, Guillermo, whatever, victorious Guillermo, they got. <laughs> Guillermo victorious. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's going to be it. That's the name of the episode, mate. <laughs> oh, they, um, yeah, that's, that's how they did it. That's... Yeah. Yeah, uh, scoring off the corner kick, that was dreadful. Um, but yeah, so, man, you know, I, just to save our, our asses on this, Maritimo, um, they're pretty shit made, right? I mean, are they getting relegated this year? No. No. How do you feel about our next matchup coming? Who's it against? That's what I was going to look up while I asked you. <laughs> I should know this. Uh, I know it's a home game against a team that they can beat, if I recall correctly. Uh, looking into it right now, I can see they're playing a home match against Gil Vicente. So they're playing a lad named Gil. They should win. 11 on one, mate. Surely yeah. Gil can't, can't do anything about this. Uh, so. If they lose that, that's... And then they play at Tondela. Um, Gil Vicente... Uh, He's he's done surprisingly decently for an individual human. He's in tenth place, and Tondela's in eleventh. Uh, Gil has nine. Tondela has nine points. Maritimo with seven. So you know, let's see what happens, man. Only seven goals in nine matches. That's not good enough. They're really missing Joel. Yeah. Um, do we know if he's coming back? Is he ever coming back? I don't Does know. anyone, Patterson, have you heard of Joel? He's still apparently out. They've gone through all of September without getting a victory, and we're heading towards the end of October, and it could be two months without a win. And we still haven't heard from Joel since that opening night injury that that we saw that some of us saw live. Uh, unreal. Didn't know it was going to be this long when we saw that. Uh, but fair enough. Um, just a few, one couple more comments I wanted to mention. And I forgot to mention it while we were talking about them. Uh, I saw a meme out the other day about uh, Arsenal. They, you know, it was the, have you seen the Drake meme? So this is talking memes, I guess, yeah. where he, he says, no, the first one he's saying no. And the second one he points and he's like, giving the look nice. So in the first one where he points, no, it says we're 10th, which is what Arsenal is. And then the second one says we're three points from top four. And, and Tim, you know, nodding his head. Yes. Um, the other thing I forgot to point out, Tottenham uh, have lost four matches this season. And did you know that all four were to London, were in London derbies? Chelsea, Arsenal. Uh, yeah, West Chelsea, Ham? Arsenal. Huh? West Ham? West Ham and one more. Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham, right? And they lost one more, four. Oh. Bradford. Nope. They haven't played them yet. They'll lose to them. <laughs> did I just name every team in London? Just you're missing one. And they've beaten Tottenham. Palace? Yep. Crystal Palace is the other team with the win. And that's their only win this season, by the way. So 
Tottenham is, has lost all four London derbies this season. That is a wild stat that I thought was, was quite interesting. All right. Any last things before we go to nonces and predictions here to wind up the show? No. Okay. okay. So uh, let's now go ahead. And this is interesting that it came up during uh, nonce time, but um, the winner of last week's uh, voting, it was the lad who refused to get vaccinated. Nick Rolovich, the Washington state coach won six, uh, 40% of the vote. So he won, uh, Aaron Rodgers got second place. He got 30% of the vote, um, for just ruining everyone's life. That's a bears fan. And uh, then we have Ben Simmons, who's just, who has a complete saga and walked out of practice when he didn't want to defend. He had 20% and Luis Felipe got, got 10%, um, for jumping on his former teammate and then getting sent off and crying about it. Uh, the, there were some comments though. I want to bring this up. It was interesting. Uh, in some of the comments I read, Brian says, I voted Rolovich because anyone that is anti-vax is a nonce of a lifetime and using a religious exemption in quotes is such bullshit because any religion that is against vaccines and the safety and well-being of all humans is a shit religion that doesn't deserve to be recognized. So he, I mean, he came out with the heavy hit there. Uh, then we also had uh, Steve. Steve mentioned, uh, I'm, I've lost my I've lost my place here. Some of these Twitter threads, uh, you get lost on it. Um, he mentioned something about Rolovich as well, and he and he posted an article of the of the Pope. Uh, I think he was saying that he's more. Uh, there it is. Is this man more religious than the Pope? Is what he said. Uh, and it says Pope Francis urges people to get vaccinated. So there's his religious exemption, I guess. Uh, so some folks uh, on here getting a little a uh, little into that. And then for some reason, uh, there was some veering off into speaking about how you potentially have Russian bots giving you votes. Can you please explain this, Arine? These Russian bots that you have voting for you? I to have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I think people are just jealous. I mean, like, I, so I looked at my list after that comment was made. It's really not that far off. I mean, even the candy one, like, I didn't win it. I think whoever got first, Brian got first. I mean, we all said he would win it and he didn't. I got second. I had the second overall pick. I had the second best candy of all time picked. And then I mixed a, a good amount of chocolate and sweet. I mean, when you look at my candy list, are any of them controversial at any shot? No. No, but Butter mm. toast is. No, I, I think mean, this is about the candy, mate. This was the candy. And Brian yeah. was saying he should have gotten more votes. I mean, he already won, but he's saying he should have gotten more. And that's that's what he said. He said people are voting for people, not picks. So what he wants to do is for us to to post the picks without who picked them. Do you agree to that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm saying I'm so, confident in my picks. Like, all I, right, I, there I, we I, go. So that's what we'll do from now on with Mount Rushmore. We'll do anonymous picks, seconded by Nikhil. Say no to hashtag Russian bots. <laughs> Do it. Um, I'll still win. Watch the next, the next one we do, I will win. Okay. And then you're Russian. And then if it's Russian bots, um, Nikhil has to change his name to Russian bot. Okay. <laughs> On Twitter wait, for a week. So you're saying if you win, wait, sorry, repeat that. I was, I was in La La Land here. So if you win and Nikhil, do you agree at the footy corner too? What is the rule here? Here, you I have a rule for the two Russian bot lads. If okay. I win the next 
Mount Rushmore. Okay. The reason why I say um, Nikhil has to change his name to Russian bot and Brian has to spell Brian Moore in Russian and make that his name for a week. <laughs> All right, lads, let me know. Let us know if you agree. And again, that'll be for the next Mount Rushmore that's done with the panel. Cause Next week, we may do one. It depends how Champions League goes. If Champions League is interesting and, and we have a long time, we'll skip it. But we have to do one of refs still. We're still sitting on that one. Um, okay. Speaking of which, I, I did. I, this reminded me of one last thing I forgot to bring up. There was talk on goalies. We'll make this brief. Um, Steve talked about the goalies. That we, Remember how we mentioned the top three goalies? Yeah. Um, he said, Loris isn't mentioned once. On my current form, Mendy, Allison, and Loris <laughs> was third. Any thoughts on that? Um, sorry, there was a big moment in an NHL game. And and yeah, uh, Jeff said, I just got dumber reading this, to which he said, I don't think you get any dumber. These two went back at back and forth at it. Um, yeah, and on form, uh, I think Steve went ahead and he picked uh, Mendy. Yeah, Mendy Allison Larice is what he said. Um, then he gave a bunch of stats about why Allison is better than Ederson. So yeah, um, I, I go Allison number one all all day every day all right so uh all right shall we do it this week's knots of the week you are a nonce, You're a nonce, mate. all right so this week i got seven of them listed up here and we're gonna have to sift through them and pick four all right so the first one so i'll kind of go with decent speed through these the first one is sporting kansas city goalie tim melia um he you know so what happened was you know, in the span of the match, it's in a heated match between Sporting Kansas City and Seattle. Um, Tim Melia delivers a controversial moment, 54th minute. Uh, Christian Roldan, as many of us know, right? He's on the Sounders. He's played a couple U.S. matches. He was backing into Melia in the goal, uh, you know, like as a guy kind of trying to screen the goalie and kind of fuck with him, like a hockey guy would do, but he was doing it. Melia got so pissed. If you see a video of this, he slams Roldan into the post and then like, Body slams him backwards into the ground, like does like a mini suplex. Uh, didn't get a red card, got a yellow, but then later was suspended by the league for two games. So a goalie doing WWE moves to Milia. Yeah. So he's option one. Next, this is this shouldn't be shocking to anyone. Uh, the Houston Texans GM, uh, Cal McNair, uh, he apparently um, during a golf outing, during a team event, which was a golf outing, a uh, charity golf tournament, he upset quite a few people. Um, there were more than 100 employees, and he was addressing them. And he said, um, he said that, and his family's owned the Texans since 99. He told the crowd, I'm sorry that we couldn't get together last year because of the China virus. And, and a lot of people were very upset about this. And so, Texans? Yes, Cal McNair, the Texans GM. So that's not shocking. I, mean, I have the city of Houston can fuck right off. Like, honestly, <laughs> in every aspect. There you go. Houston yes. has the second is second or third, third biggest popu, uh, population in the country. Uh, I think they're third, right? Because it's New York, L.A., and that's them. Yep. What is Houston known for? Uh, fat people. That's how uncultured these people are. Houston is, <laughs> is no, seriously, like we should eliminate Houston. Yeah. Okay. Let us know everyone at the free corner. Would you eliminate Houston? So there's Cal McNair. You don't, you don't like him. There you go. 
Then you know this guy better than me. I don't know a lot of the, the new rappers or whatever. There's Kodak Black. Do you know Kodak Black? Did you hear yeah, what happened? He's, yeah, he's got some funny quotes out there, so I can only imagine. This dude, I guess in a video, grabbed his mom's ass, like, on purpose. Like, very – and people were – you know, there was some controversy about it. Now, I have – the, the article that I would post if he's up for Nance of the Week has a lot of language, so I'm trying to read this without reading the language. Um, but when he was asked about it, he, he just claimed he loves the shit out of his mama – uh, so there's that, I guess, you know, just didn't even say it was an accident. He's just going to grab her ass like that. So, um, he said, I grabbed my mama cause bitch, I treat my mama like my lady. So that was a bit wild. I must say a little <laughs> Nazi. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. Kodak black, some wild stuff there. Then we got a team that you, you actually brought this to my attention and it grew in some popular uh, popularity. Saint Etienne, you were you had a bet on this match, right? Uh, if I recall, the ultras got really angry, started throwing uh, flares onto the pitch. Um, you know they were they were running all over the place. They're in changing rooms. They're demanding Claude Poole gets sacked, um, and they pretty much delayed the clash um, because they were just running amok on the pitch. I mean, it is absolute scenes if people can see, you know, kind of what happened. Um, you know, Puel kind of had risked this by saying, I mean, it doesn't deserve what happened, but he said he felt he was under no pressure one day before the game said, I think the supporters will get behind us. And I guess it wasn't going so hot. And so they, they pretty much, you know, started throwing shit on the pitch and uh, yeah, it got out of control. Um, what was your impression of the scenes? Cause you're the one that alerted me. Yeah. I had a bet on this game ended up costing me a lot of money. Um, actually, no, um, I would have won a lot. It was low stakes, high rewards, but I, here I am. I'm, I'm looking at all my games starting, you know, I have, you know, a lineup of games and I see them all starting and I'm just noticing this game. It's like 15 minutes past the time it's supposed to start. I'm just like, okay, like, is my app just broken? Like what's going on? So I go on Twitter and the first thing that pops up is like live scenes from St. Etienne. It's just like their, their ground has like 10 flares on it. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I immediately was like, okay. So, and one of the quotes, one of the comments was like, one of the nets is just done. And I'm just like, all right, so they're canceling this game. There's no way this, but to their credit, they started an hour later. So it still happened. Like, I don't know how they fixed it, but bro, Bananas. French fans this year have been ridiculous. I don't know if you, yeah. I mean, the, um, the Marseille PSG game recently, if you looked at the fans, I mean, it was good. It was good chaos. I mean, like, you, um, which play, was it Pochettino or, or, or maybe a player? You could just see them. They looked at the, at the fans and they were just like, what the fuck? Like it was like an Eastern European team in Marseille. Yeah. French, yeah. French fans are in the top five leagues by far the craziest. All right. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to see that. I am starting to see that. Uh, another one with inner family stuff going on here, Paul Scholes. <laughs> this is wild. Uh, apparently just a couple days ago on, on Twitter, um, a video came out of him biting his 20 year old daughter's toenails or her toes. Um, it, it showed, you know, or sorry, it was in her Instagram story. It's a clip that showed her foot in his mouth and it had true love written on it. Uh you know, I, 
That's weird. To me, I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm just not a foot guy. I don't think anyone's feet belong in people's mouth. There's a disease named after that. Uh, your thoughts on, on, uh, on Paul Scholes noncing his daughter's feet. That's weird. That's okay. uh, Kodak. That, that and Kodak Black belong in the same category. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, then we have the Blackhawks. I mean, I hate to do it, but yes, it's our team. But um, if you read the the report that was put out, you know, I spent quite a bit of time. This is why I'm probably tired today. I spent a lot of time last night reading actually that report, 120 pages, just documenting um, what happened with uh, Kyle Beach uh, and and the Hawks not handling a situation that was beyond fucked up. Uh, and so, yeah, or I'm just going to put them up for an ounce of the week for the organizational issues in handing that case. And I'm not saying the guys that are on that, you know, that are, that are in the organization now, because obviously they've changed them out. Um, but yeah, just, a, just a bad look, really bad look, really terrible thing. And actually also on top of it, shame on the NHLPA. The guy just got away with an apology today, but I, he should get in more trouble in my opinion. They kind of brushed it aside when it was brought up to the NHLPA as well. So it's not only, you know, the Hawks are guilty. The NHLPA is guilty. Um, a lot of people that were involved in that were guilty. So um, you agree? Yeah. Um, and I think Quenville should have gotten fired. Unfortunately, I don't want to say that. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be honest and, at first, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Bro, how are you gonna be an NHL player and let a video guy nods you about?" Oh, <laughs> after we, I know I shouldn't laugh, but after reading the report, I'm right. laughing at my TV, not that. Yeah. Um, for yeah, uh, <laughs> but after reading the report, it makes sense. So you also yeah. put it in in certain terms where. I don't yeah, know. it's just one of those things that people hold power in certain positions, and you just kind of get stuck. Like you're. I mean, that's sad, but, uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully things are handled well. And it seems like, yes, people are getting fired left and right now. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets GM is next. He was somewhat involved, but you know, when you read that report, you know, you read Quenville basically saying, I can't deal with this right now. It's like, oof, like, yeah, I mean, it's easier said than done now for in my position to say, you shouldn't have said that, but uh, yeah. Um, then the last option we have is this lad one, Bernabe, Bernabe, um, he's the Lazio Eagle hand, handler. Um, he was suspended by Lazio for making a fascist salute and, and, and uh, insisting he didn't understand why all the chaos erupted after he praised Benito Mussolini. Uh, Lazio have a history and they're trying to rid themselves as, as a club that has a reputation that has a very far right leaning supporters, but now it's become difficult again as their falconer. Uh, the handler of their their eagle. Sorry, why did I say the falconer? Um, maybe that's what they're called. Uh, but yeah, he he saluted and shouted Mussolini uh, praises to him. I believe you pointed out that his grandson plays for them. Yeah. So um, yeah, Juan Bernabe. Uh, that's wild. Just I mean, we have people doing fascist salutes in 2021. Um, so what do you? What would you go with? Uh, we have seven options. Tim Melia for the body slam. Cal McNair for calling it the China virus, the Texans GM. Kodak Black for grabbing his mom's ass. We got <laughs> San Etienne Ultras for throwing flares on the pitch and demanding their manager be sacked before the game. Paul Scholes for announcing on his daughter's feet. The Hawks for the organizational issues in handling beach. And Juan Bernabe, the Lazio 
eagle handler who made fa- a fascist salute. <laughs> this is a wild group, I must say. I go Blackhawks. So let's let's I, we have to throw the Hawks in there, and I think they're going to win. Sadly, something we don't more wins than they have on the ice this season. Um, I I'm willing to throw Juan Bernabe out there. That's that's just wild. He's making a fascist salute in 2021. Can I throw him out there? Yeah. All right. So this leaves us with Paul Scholes, who I I think maybe San Etienne Ultras, Kodak Black, Cal McNair, and Tim Milia. <laughs> Never would I thought Paul Scholes and Kodak Black would ever be in the same poll, but here we are. <laughs> Do would you put those? Are those the two you'd go with? Yeah, I, I so, think I'd go. Really, I'd go with the Hawks and Kodak Black. Right, right. No, but I mean like the four. We have to pick four out of seven. We have picked two. We've picked the Hawks and the Bernabe, the Lazio Eagle Handler, who, who's a fascist and, and praised Mussolini. Uh, do we go with Black Kodak Black and Paul Scholes as the other two choices and kind of leave yeah. Sinatien, Tim Milia, and Cal McNair off here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, think we'll elicit quite a few responses from the Paul Scholes. And yeah, uh, Kodak Black, I'm going to po- the, the intern's going to post the article for each of these. So just to note to everyone, when you vote on Nance of the Week, the articles are posted. So, so do read them because some of them are kind of fun. I'm going to tell you right now, the Kodak Black one is pretty funny. It's, <laughs> it's filled with quotes. It's filled with quotes, but I cannot say them on the air. So anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the last of the week picks. Um, let's go to the scores. It was quite a rough week all around. Uh, Arian led the way with 16. You talked about being in the lead. You've increased your lead. I had 13 this week. Uh, Jeff and Steve had 11, Brian and Nikhil 10. So some low scores, uh, but Arena's is atop the leaderboard with one. I'm the Lewis Hamilton of this shit. Okay, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I, you have 123. I'm in second with 112. I'm 11 off your pace. Uh, Jeff has 111. He's one behind me. Uh, tied for fourth are Brian and Steve at 109. So it's a little tight there. And then our caboose, Nikhil has got 88. Again, he's got to make up for that one week he missed. He's got to really gain ground. I mean, you got to make it up little by little, but you're kind of falling more behind. So, mate, pick it up this week. All right, you ready for the predictions? Yeah. All right, we start off no game Friday. So, folks, when you're listening to this tomorrow, you got till tomorrow to set your lineups, to put your bets into the gambling corner, to put your predictions in. I'm pretty sure we actually already have predictions in from McKeel. Leicester Arsenal kickoff Saturday early morning at the KP. You know, my my head says – uh, draw or Leicester win. My heart says Leicester one, Arsenal two, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I go uh, two, one, Arsenal win and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Oh, wow. Okay. So you read. I, I don't think too many will, but we'll see. Watford hosting Southampton. Dilly ding, dilly dong. I got Watford two, Southampton one. And I think Josh King's going to keep it rolling. Two, two, um, Josh King. Okay. Uh, Liverpool hosting Brighton and Hove Albion. I think, uh, you know, Liverpool at home, 3 nothing. Mohamed Salah. I'll go um, 2 nil. Mohamed okay. Salah. All right, 2-0, Mohamed Salah. Newcastle hosting Chelsea. Uh, MBS sending his, his minions to this match to watch. I don't think it's going to turn out well. Newcastle nil, Chelsea 2. I think Mason Mount's going to keep it rolling. I got 3-1 um, to Chelsea. 
And um, damn, you see, we don't even know who started. Lukaku? I think Lukaku will start for them. So yeah, he, he has been cold, but, you know, maybe he'll do something. I know he's been injured too a little bit, but I'm not sure. I think he might be coming back for you. So what if he's not playing? Timo Warner. Timo Warner, okay. Uh, City hosting Palace. For some reason, I feel like they're going to struggle, but they're going to win 2-1. Riyad Mahrez is my goal I scorer. have the same thing, 2-1. But I'll change up the goal scorer. I know I said Grealish has to start scoring, so I'll say Jack Grealish gets a goal here. There you go. So Jack Grealish. Burnley hosting Brentford. I don't know if this will be very exciting. I got Burnley nil, Brentford 1, and Buemo is my goal scorer. Tough place to play. Tough team. This is a tough matchup for Brentford. I'm going to go 1-1. Burnley and okay. uh, one go, one Burnley. <laughs> oh, sorry, one one draw. <laughs> and Ivan Tony with the goal score. Okay, I, I hope he gets on the sheet. Tough season for him. Uh, well, okay season. Uh, what should what was supposed to be match of the week, but both teams coming in on a low. Both managers getting shit on a bit. Uh, it's the Saturday late game, Tottenham Man United at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They've had a couple NFL games there lately. Now it's time for the soccer team to take the pitch. I think it will be 1-1, and Ronaldo's my goal scorer. I I will put it at 2-1 Manchester United. And, yeah, you got to go with the hot hand or the hot foot, um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Because he also was the one that scored before VAR took it away, right? I so. did. Yeah, I just think, you know, uh, when you give up five goals, I think your focus the whole time next, the whole week would be defense, you know, making sure that doesn't happen again. I, I Yeah, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Nuno doesn't have too many answers this year on offense. Uh, Norwich hosting Leeds. I'm not sure if anyone's getting up Sunday to watch this, but in case you are, uh, I got Norwich one, Leeds two, Rafinha, the, the midfielder, not the fullback. Um. <laughs> I'll go uh, Leeds to Norwich nil and uh, Rodrigo. Okay. And it worked last week. Uh, you picked Rodrigo. He did score a late goal. Villa hosting West Ham. I've seen Villa live against Arsenal. Uh, West Ham. I'm, I'm taking West Ham away. I got Villa one, West Ham two. Mikel Antonio scored last week. He scores in bunches. So I think he'll get one. This is 2-2 written all over it. I have a lot of draws this week, so this could mm-hmm. be a big bust week for me, but 2-2 draw. And who? I don't even know who's the striker for, for Villa. So I'll Danny Ings. What? Ings, Watkins. I'll go Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins, okay. Uh, and then finally, on Monday night, there's a, the game, or Monday day for us, Monday night football in England. Wolves hosting Everton. Everton, that disappointing loss. Wolves on a bit of a streak. I like Wolves at the Molino. I got them two to one winners, and I have Huang Hee Chan scoring a goal here. This is going to sound wild, but I have it 2 2 again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another draw. This is going to be a draw weekend, guys. So maybe watch UFC. Good card this weekend. Um, and I'll go, you know what? Richie. Richie's been solid. Go okay. Can't go wrong with Richarlison. So. Okay, so there's that. Everyone else, remember to make your picks at the footy corner, too. We'll have the intern remind you when the time comes. Let's go to the final segment, the gambling corner. Last week, we had very minimal movement. What do I mean by that? Two people didn't make bets, Brian and Trevor. Shout out, no bets put down. 
Arim made two bets, but he broke even. You you came out with zero. You um, you won five dollars with Liverpool, uh, and then you lost the five on the six game parlay. That would have been big money. You went three and three on that, so it's not like you were. It's not like you'd be disappointed in any team. I, I'm sure you were most disappointed in Everton, though. You probably really banked on them the most, and they let you down. They let me down later, as I'll say here. Um, so you were even. Steve came out at minus 150. He lost with Everton as well. And he lost uh, um, Brighton and City under two and a half goals. But he did hit. Are you ready for this? He picked Chelsea minus two and a half. They won by seven. So, so he won 850 on that one. But overall, minus 150 for him. And I lost 50 cents. Uh, I had Chelsea Everton parlay. Everton definitely failed me. $6 lost there. I did win uh, 260 on Liverpool. I won 290 on West Ham, beating Tottenham. Those ended up being solid, but again, overall loss of 50. Where does that put us? In first place is Steve at positive 26.55. Trevor's in second at positive 240. I'm in third at negative 11.80. Arine's in fourth at negative 33.59. And Brian's in fifth at negative 49.12. So this week, uh, I'll go and lay the gauntlet first. I'm going with... A three-team parlay, a little nervous about it, but I just it should hit. It should be good. I got Liverpool, uh, easy winners against Brighton. I got Chelsea, easy winners against – I basically have the top three winning. Easy winners at Newcastle and City, easy winners against Palace. That's a three-team parlay. It's minus 106. I'm throwing eight of the $10 on that one. I'm trying to win 754 there. And then for the other $1 bets, I'm going to throw a cheeky $1 on Arsenal at plus 190 to win $1.90. And I never thought I'd do this. I'm throwing a dollar on Watford to win 215 there, plus 215 against Southampton. It's worth a roll of the dice. Let's see what Claudio Ranieri can do for me there. So those are my three bets that total 10 bucks. Uh, I'm assuming you have a big parlay somewhere in here, uh, but let's hear it, Arne. What do you have? Yeah. Um, you ready for that? I mean, it's not, it's not big. It's, not, it's nothing special. Okay, let's hear it. Man, I want to pick Arsenal so bad. It's risky. Plus one ninety. I, I just put a dollar on them. Okay, I'm not um, confident. So my parlay is four teams, and it consists of Chelsea being Newcastle. Uh huh. Eighth bet there. That's my lock of the century. Yeah. Brentford Burnley under three and a half goals. Oh, that's a good one. Is that a is that an alternate line there? Yeah. Okay. Only it's minus three seventy. But yeah, I mean that's a good one though. Um, Leeds against Norwich. That's a plus one ten. That's a gimme. And then Arsenal wait, Leeds, West. Wait, huh? Leeds is plus one ten? Yeah. How did I miss that? All right, go on. Sorry. And then Leicester Arsenal under three and a half goals. Okay. Um, that is plus four twelve, and I'm putting ten bucks on it. Okay, to win forty four <laughs> or forty one twenty. Yes. 22. Wait, what is it? 4122 plus 4122? Yeah. Oh my. And you're putting all 10. Yep. Okay. There you go. That's your lock there. You got Chelsea winners over Newcastle, Brentford, Burnley under three and a half goals. Leeds to win at Norwich. Arsenal Leicester under three and a half goals. I, I like this shout. Let's see what happens. Everyone else at the footy corner too. Let us know your picks. Anything you want to say before we sign out? Um, 
no, man, I got nothing to say. I, All right. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> no, I'm actually devoid of stuff. Uh, well, I'll say this. Um, the Hawks finally got a lead against the Leafs the other day. So shout out for them finally getting a lead this season, but they stink. Uh, unfortunately, the Bulls lost their first game tonight by one, uh, but shout out Bulls. They're them. They're kind of keeping me afloat this year with all my teams. It's not a, not been a pleasant season. Take the bears money line. All right. That's, that's all I pretty much got for people. Uh, so if you have nothing, then you know what time it is, right? Now we're going to have to turn it over to a guy. You ready for this? He sits in 13th place in La Liga. Wow. Worse than what Arsenal's doing. Just saying, just saying, give a nice little shout out to our boy, Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening, 